That was something. <laughs> We're going out with a bang. We are going out with, oh, with several bangs. <laughs> a bang, bang, bangity bang. I said a bang, bang, bangity bang. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say I hated it. No, I really liked this movie. I kind of, yeah, I was going to say it was something. It was, <laughs> and it's a genre that I'm not one to choose willingly like i'm not no you don't like pride and prejudice or not like not my go-to but jane austen's correct so it's not something i would voluntarily choose Mm -hmm. and i found it really funny because my aunt came up and i had it on pause and it has like the title and she's like oh is this a remake i'm like what and she goes yeah lady chatterley's lover like it's a book and it was made whenever i forget year and I was like you know this (laughs) (laughs) and I'm like it's really horny and she's like yeah Mm -hmm. okay (laughs) (laughs) yes it's definitely a departure from the the Jane Austen stuff where like the worst they do is hold hands and yeah gaze at each other longingly I mean there's some of that in this but that's not all it is (laughs) no and I yeah I think I was just shocked at the lengths at which they went and did things and um (laughs) a little jealous a little jealous not gonna lie (laughs) This is I Hate It, Let's Watch It. I'm Lisa. And I'm Dawn. We are discussing Lady Chatterley's Lover, the Netflix movie that came out last year. Yep. What a way to end our Valentine's Day month of movies. Yeah. This movie probably would not have crossed my path if it wasn't for my TikTok algorithm. (laughs) because somebody literally comes up and goes i'm not spoiling it for you whatever but just so you know you thought 50 shades of gray you thought 365 you thought this wait until you see this and i'm like what like there's no way and people in the comments were just like oh my god that was the i was like wow so i immediately sent to you and you're like okay we gotta we gotta see what this is all about (laughs) And uh, we sure did. We sure did see what it was all about. I have to say, I think the sex scenes were oversold by that TikTok. Um, yes. They weren't disappointing necessarily, but if you're gonna compare something to 365, you have to know what you're saying because I think 365 was hotter than this movie. I think it depends on context, I think. Okay, because fair the forbiddenness of this i think made it hotter yeah but there's no italianness of massimo (laughs) i know but there is peen of oliver (laughs) (laughs) like actual peen and he's actual peen he's a shower so that's um good knowledge yes (laughs) yeah i think there was just something about their dynamic that was you know they were both willfully connected (laughs) as opposed to you know you need consent to find sex sexy yeah (laughs) how early 20th century (laughs) of you (laughs) but yeah i'm getting ahead of myself because there's other things that i could easily talk about and bitch about well that's what we're here to do so i know i know go ahead don't stop yourself go ahead don't stop that's what I would say uh. to Oliver. <laughs> he uh, he was um, 
Yeah, we liked him. <laughs> I liked him a lot. <laughs> I knew he was going to be your type, but I didn't expect him to be so my type. <laughs> ah, I don't know how to start the discussion because... We literally just start the movie with her marrying Clifford, and he's immediately going back to the military, like, the day after. Right, like, they're getting married basically because he's going off to war and, you know, may not come back. Yeah, going off to war, and it's clouding his mind so much he can't even basically get it up the night of their wedding. (laughs) So right then and there, I'm like, this is awful. This is horrible for her. I feel this so is a bad. bad sign. This is a very, this is, this foreshadowing is incredible. <laughs> but little do we find out that he ends up becoming a paraplegic in the war. Yeah. He loses uh, all function of Mobility, his legs. Yeah. yeah. This is scary, though, because I feel like, I feel like you don't know how you would react in that situation mm-hmm. in a relationship until it happens. And so, like, you can say all you want that you would never, like, abandon your partner if something like this happened. But, man, the kind of strain that puts on a relationship. Yeah. When push comes to shove, that is literally sure. Yeah. <laughs> but in so many different aspects, because I felt for her this entire movie. Yeah. As, like, a caregiver, that is yeah. so much strain on you. But then even for him, like, I couldn't necessarily hate him all the way because... Oh, no, I didn't hate him all the way. Yeah, because it just has to be so hard from going from being com- a completely independent person to needing somebody to help you do literally everything. It's... Uh, it must be so demeaning. So it's it's such a tricky situation, and I just I feel bad for everyone involved. Yeah, I mean, I do. I did get to a point though where I felt like he was kind of being a pussy, and I wanted to be like, dude. I don't know. I just felt that there were a lot of aspects of his life and their relationship that weren't dependent on his disability and his, you know, that he didn't have to be such a dick. A lot of the time. There is that whole weird little subplot involving the miners and his plans to try to, like, make the mine more profitable, but it's dangerous work and he doesn't pay them very much. And there's that whole, like, weird sort of class struggle happening under under the surface there. But so I think... You know, I think that he's probably not the best person in the world, but he's also not the worst person in the world. (laughs) And also, it's interesting how, I mean, I understand that the problem here is that she went below her station to do this. Uh Uh-huh. But he wanted her. He was fully sanctioning her exploring sexual Oh, yeah. He basically said... Go parade yourself around. Right, like, go make me a baby. (laughs) Go make me (laughs) a baby. To raise as my own. and But, like, don't fall in love, which, again, I guess is part of the problem. But I think the bigger problem was the person that she chose, um, at least for everybody else. And and it's just interesting because – and I know that, like, the early 20th century is not necessarily the most open-minded time, but you think about this kind of classism being kind of an older thing – like mm-hmm. in the 1800s or something but i know that there's that show upstairs downstairs and even like downton abbey and stuff there's right the, those those kind of take place in this similar time period and they deal with those sort of class struggles but it's just very frustrating to see because like i just don't i don't get it <laughs> yeah it doesn't make sense 
Yeah, I, I just I felt for her in that caregiver sense where it does get to a point where she gets sick and she's kind of like, I can't do this by myself anymore. And he mm-hmm. is. Yes, again, he lost his legs, like he lost the function of his legs. I understand. But his neediness got a little like at one point, not to totally skip ahead, but Mrs. Bolton is like, I'm just going to run to the hut. And he's like, and leave me alone. And it's like, <laughs> dude, just sit and read your paper for like a few minutes. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he was yeah. just very needy. And it was like, well, if you weren't that much of a dick, maybe I wouldn't feel as inclined to go on so many walks all the fucking time. She went on so many walks prior to Oliver that I was just kind of like, you go, girl. Like, you need to like... Mental health walks. Yeah. I do them, I do them every day. <laughs> it's just like... So necessary. Yeah, she freaking needed them. Yeah, I just, I felt for her. I agree. And I do think that, do you you remember that episode of Spongebob where (laughs) Squidward loses his job and Spongebob takes him in and, you know, puts him up for a while, you know, until he gets back on his feet and whatever. And at first where it's like I'm so sorry like it's such an imposition like you're so nice to do this thank you and then by the end he's bossing Spongebob around like he's a slave and whatever that's kind of how I think this went where he was at first just very upset to have to need to ask for help but after getting used to people tending to his every need and always being there for him and jumping whenever he needed them then that's when he starts to feel entitled to that kind of Mm -hmm. attention. And he basically treated her like one of the help that he then hired. You know, they had a huge interviewing process. Tons of applicants. Job market was flush. (laughs) Like the amount of people lined up to get positions to just work on the property. was And so awkward that they all have to interview in front of each other. And then they have to be like, okay, well, nice to meet you next. (laughs) Yeah. Like, if you find somebody you like, do you just stop the process and be like, okay, the rest of you can go home? Or do you have to then go through the whole line of people? Right. And I I love how they were interviewing basically by sex. Like, she interviewed all the women Mm. and he interviewed all the men. Well, because he was hiring for the groundskeeper position and she was hiring for, like, a maid position. So Mm. those roles would be traditionally male and female, respectively. And then who would be in charge? She would be in charge of the, the maids and stuff. And he would be in charge of the gameskeeper, by the way. He kept a lot of game, this gameskeeper. He kept a lot of game. <laughs> Had a he lot did of game. his job well. <laughs> God, I loved him so much. Um, <laughs> he had some great lines, too, that I feel like would have been, they would have been really cheesy if he didn't deliver them so well. And the accent made it so much better, too. Oh, my God, I know. I just uh, love an accent. <laughs> so distracted. Um. It's so distracting because <laughs> it's okay. So at one point, her sister comes to visit, and that was another thing. Like her sister, like she was like, "I'm gonna visit my sister for a little bit," and he's like, "No." Yeah. It's like, Fuck you. Like if I have to take care of you and stay in this fucking house all the time, can you just let me visit my sister? Like, and this was prior to their whole agreement on <laughs> right finding um another man to procreate with yeah basically like a sperm donor like that's what he wanted yeah. he compared it to a dentist appointment like you would just go that was kind of sad 
become inseminated and then come home. And then come home. <laughs> it's like, where does he think he's, she's going to find a respectable man to do this for her? Right. And you would think like, okay, Oliver, okay, I understand he's the gameskeeper, whatever. But you hired him. You right. have trust in the man. You knew the man from however long ago so she didn't pick a horrible person here no no but again it's about station and it's not about like quality of person because obviously clifford is a higher station but he's also a lower douche so (laughs) (laughs) lower douche (laughs) we'll now be referring to all scumbags as lower lower douche (laughs) but yeah so like the sister comes and she I mean, I was impressed with her at this point because she really tells off Clifford. Oh, yeah. And she was like, you know, she's half a virgin. Yeah. What did she say? (laughs) That's not something about like not treating her like half a virgin or something like that. And I was like, whoa, okay," which is so true. And honestly, I think that was shocking because to that point, Connie has been so deferent to Clifford that... I just kind of assumed that that's how women still behaved at this time period. Mm-hmm. So for Hilda to come in guns blazing and be like, no, this is how it's going to be. You're going to hire a full-time assistant so that my sister can get a fucking break. And it was just like, oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> and he pushed back on her too. And she still stood up to him. And it was like, damn, girl, mm-hmm. good for you. And he, oh, I just, I wasn't that big of a fan of him. Of but Clifford? Yeah. Well, no, I, I we're not supposed to be. <laughs> no, I know. But I mean, again, I'm not going to be like, oh, you're a dick. Just, you know, but. No, yeah, I felt bad for him to a certain extent. Right. But, you know. But then it got worse. Of, just yeah, his attitude in people, general. There are plenty of people who become paralyzed and are still good human beings and mm-hmm. are aware of their impact on others. Yeah. It reminds me of those people that, um, oh, my gosh, I forget. If it was some comedian's bit or I think I actually heard a story somewhere where somebody held the door for somebody in a wheelchair and the person in the wheelchair like gave the person an attitude and was like, I don't need your help. And it's like, okay, it's common courtesy. You don't have to be a dick. Right. Like I would have held the door for anyone. Anybody. (laughs) But you automatically assumed. (laughs) And that was like, that was the vibe I got from him towards the end even. Because again, like we said, he he started to use his status and to overcome the disability. So it was kind of like, all right, if I'm a dick, I can ignore the fact that I have this problem and mask it with the issue at hand of the minors and all that stuff. But yeah, so then this is when uh, Mrs. Bolton comes in. Yes. And at first I thought she was going to be a major cock block. I thought so too because, and I and I still, I wasn't even sure whose side she was on until the very end. The very end! Because <laughs> I, I couldn't tell if she was trying to catch her in the act or if she was trying to you know, caution her against it. Like, like, I didn't know what she was doing. She wasn't as aggressive as she could have been in pursuing the truth. So that kind of made me feel all right. But I had a feeling that she was going to be the one to like discover them and like reveal it to Clifford because she has this bond with Clifford. They spend all day long together. Right. And she raised him when he was a child. So you would think that her loyalty would just naturally lie with him. Yeah, and you even saw it, like, when Connie's about to go on one of her walks, Mm -hmm. and she forgets her book, 
And right. she's like, oh, you know, Milady, your book. And she's like, oh, thanks. And then just keeps walking. Yeah, she's like, oh, I don't I'm need like, it. I'm oh, good. she's going to legit say something now. And then when she saw Oliver walking very close to the mm-hmm. grounds and stuff, and she was like, oh, well, I was up early, too. And I saw. Right, yeah. And I'm that like, was to Clifford. what are you doing? What are you I know. Don't. Don't give up her spot like that. Uh, yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> and so that made me think that she was against her. Yep. But at the same time, she could she was have been... all about the love story, which I yeah. found very it was so heartwarming. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's adorable. I know. She's like, if you're going to spread a rumor, you're going to do it this way. Right. <laughs> it's like, yeah, nice. you're going to say this and you're not. And I love how she said, like, I won't hear a bad word against either of them. And it was just like, oh. That's, yeah, that's that was really kind. sweet. It's <laughs> very kind of you. But yeah, so she basically just starts like going to the... Well, it starts when she goes to see him because Clifford wants to know if... The pheasants the are... The pheasants are... Egging. What are they... What do they call it? Egging. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Dropping <they> st- eggs. <laughs> <laughs> he calls it something weird. It's something farmy. <laughs> Something for me. You're right. It doesn't. It's not as vulgar as dropping eggs <laughs> or egging. That's not right either. <laughs> <laughs> Have begun to egg. <laughs> no, that's not it either. <laughs> I don't know. But she basically goes to inquire about this, and she finds his little cottage, and he is, you know, showering outside, bare. Yeah, we get to see his butt. And okay, I find him the hottest when he has like. The undershirt on the old timey overalls. Oh, oh, stop. <laughs> oh my god! And that the first couple of times he bones her with the overalls like, <laughs> still on, and I'm like, yes, keep those suckers on. I'd just be pulling at them. I think. Yeah, <laughs> just hold on, on to <laughs> like a roller coaster. <laughs> oh, okay. Ooh, it's getting hot in here. Oh my goodness! Ooh, but yeah, yes. so she goes in there. It's totally innocent. She sees that he's like well read, which is very attractive to her, obviously as an mm-hmm. educated person. They're pretty awkward around each other, but yeah, and he seems he seems a little standoffish in the beginning, but I think it's just knowing his place and he's just trying yes. to be respectful right. and not you know mm-hmm. not push limits. Which she then causes to happen. <laughs> right. She pushes those limits hard. <laughs> hard. Because she starts going for walks down to the creek. And there's the shack down there where he's building the little coops to hold yes. the baby pheasants. Yes. And <laughs> Which were really and adorable. <laughs> they were cute. I mean, baby birds are, well, I mean, they have to have a little fuzz on them. because Yeah. The really baby birds are naked. And They're kind of gross, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But these were cute, fuzzy baby birds. So she starts going down there and spending all of her time at this little shack, pretending to read, but also just, like, leering at... <laughs> yeah, and he's starting to get, like, weirded out, I feel like. And then yes, at one point, he she goes in and... He's about to leave, and she's like, no, don't go. Right, well, because this is after she has the emotional breakdown holding the chick. Oh, yeah. 
I'm like, what is happening? I thought she was going to kill it. I was scared that she oh, was Oh, it was like, a gonna... Lenny of Mice and yes, Men situation. Yes, I thought she was not going to realize what she was doing and just squeeze it till its little head popped. And mm-hmm. I'm so glad that that didn't happen. But mm-hmm. she starts crying. She's like having a breakdown. Yeah. And he's trying to ignore it so hard and just be like, all right, collect yourself, please, so that I don't have to do anything. But she doesn't. So then he's like, okay, that's how it is <laughs> right now. Um, yeah, she hugs him. Right. Yeah. She then she like, just, like throws herself uh-huh. into his arms he's holding his arms out like a scarecrow yeah like, he's afraid to touch her don't touch the lady um and then he brings her inside to the little stove fire to get warm and he says he's gonna go get more wood and then she's like no don't leave and she like makes out with his hand mm-hmm. and it's like that's where you're starting okay yeah i thought <laughs> I she was gonna have his hit like she was gonna put his hand on her boob but no <laughs> she decides to like like titanic yes put your hands on me jack yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah so that was initially extremely hot <laughs> but it was that awkward like wham bam thank you ma'am where it's yes. like he just kind of jumps off and walks out and i'm like whoa yeah okay i mean he doesn't leave but he definitely like gets out of there he I got think dressed real quick he was i think he was like oh fuck i'm so dead if this gets right. out he's having like a crisis of conscience i think yes. and yes. she's kind of similarly like oh my god i can't believe i just did that because they do talk like they're cordial about it and she's like all right um you okay he's like right yeah. <laughs> you okay like, yeah. what are you thinking okay <laughs> what are you thinking yeah it was pretty funny uh, yeah so it's not like they're they're super awkward but they're definitely a little bit awkward and I think maybe at least for his part he's wondering like was this just a one-time thing or Mm -hmm. because obviously I think he was probably more invested or was at risk of becoming more invested and he wasn't sure if she was just kind of like playing with him or was just bored or whatever so she confirms that she's DTF by coming back like ASAP mm-hmm. the next day. <laughs> Jumps him again. Jumps his goddamn bones. I'm trying to remember the sexy time. Oh, this is the um he goes down on her. Yeah. She goes, <laughs> We have to be quick. And I love that he's like, Well, I'll just take care of you then. And I'm like, that's that's what I'm talking about. Yes, that's... but also that's not quick. I mean, maybe for no, other it's not people. It is for not me, quick. it is not quick. It takes for fucking ever. It takes forever. So... <laughs> So like, that's not how it's. I would have rathered him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would have rathered him bone me. Right. Just take real care quick. of him. Yeah. Just like I know I won't, but just it's yeah, get something. your shit done. But like, <laughs> let's do this. But then I don't think she finishes. She just like jumps up. She's like, I have to go. Yeah. Just like, what is happening? He like, did do the whole like look at me, and I was like, whoa. Yes. And then she just starts thinking. Yeah. And then she goes home and she's in the bath or whatever. And she's just thinking of him saying that. And I'm like, yeah, I would have too. (laughs) Peek into our futures. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I feel like all the rest of the movie is irrelevant because not. Right. I mean, there's more sex. Yeah. There's this is a movie sandwich, right? We get like kind of the serious, sad, more realistic parts of the movie on either end. And in the middle, it's just like one big fluff or not of sex yeah and and there was a point where i texted you and i said i'm super horned up right now and you said you too and then i said i still had an hour left and i'm like yeah well that's right about where it stopped for for a little while going as hot and heavy 
Um, Because that was the scene where she's coming back from the neighbor's house and he accosts her in the forest and she's like, well, we don't have time to go to your cabin. He's like, well, come over here to this grassy knoll. Loved that one because not only he choked her and pulled her hair. (laughs) Yeah. But my problem, my only problem that took me out of this scene was, was when she was like laying on the ground. She's like, I want you to fuck me. And he's like, you want me to fuck you? And she was like, yeah. And then they proceed to have missionary sex. And it's just like, oh. But he was loving um. it. Because then once she came up and he's like, <laughs> right, yeah, right she there. sat up, which, by the way, no man could ever do that with me. <laughs> You'd have to have the teeny tiny hips that she has to Oh, my do God. That. I could never do that either. And there's no <laughs> way he's staying inside. Like, there's no. No. It, yeah. The, it's not working. But for them, it did. Yeah, I was not fooled in this movie about whether or not there was actual penetration. That's, again, why I feel like the 365 sex scenes have an edge, because I really felt like they were fucking. Yeah, yeah. This movie, I felt like it was simulated, and I feel like this was kind of her problem, because she would maybe over-exaggerate the impact of the thrusting Mm -hmm. in a way that took me out of the moment a little bit, so like sometimes that bothered me. But it's just in this particular scenario, when you ask a man to fuck you i'm thinking like doggy style hair pulling Mm -hmm. scratches down the back like that's fucking not like this cute little like just gonna have missionary sex in a glade it's like what did the little woodland animals come around and like sing songs to you while you're just making love in the field all I could think about was when she gets up and she just has dirt on her back. and then I love that on. little detail. I liked the detail, but I was also kind of like, ugh, like I felt itchy. And I'm like, <laughs> they are definitely going to be itching. At least wipe her off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah she's probably got brambles and like. That's little... what I thought was going to be one of the, the telltale signs. when Like she a rash or something. A rash <laughs> or ivy. like, yeah. Or you know leaves in her hair like what the fuck How'd were you, you have doing poison ivy in your butthole <laughs> well <laughs> it's the, the craziest story, story. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one part of my body that wasn't laying on his coat so you know <laughs> kind of scooched off the edge there <laughs> oh my god his whole grundle has it too because she would just up against it oh no oh god okay (laughs) oh yes so after the wonderful sex marathon over the course of many days shit starts getting more serious because she realizes that she's pregnant Mm -hmm. because her boobies hurt because her boobs hurt and i'm like if that was the case i would have (laughs) been pregnant several times by now but like how relieved are you that we're not seeing somebody with morning sickness and then realizing because of the right it was a different it was was new obvious sign Yeah, Yeah. it was new. So she starts like hatching this plan that she's going to, she's talking to Clifford and she's saying that she wants to go to Venice with her family. And he's like, you can't go. And she's like, well, listen, here's the thing though. I'm probably going to have a baby (laughs) and I would love to make it seem like, you know. It happened there. I had this affair in Venice and that's where the baby comes from. 
And he's all in on this oh, plan. His face lit up. Yes, like a Christmas tree. He is so excited. He's like, oh, did you pick out the person? Do you have a plan? She's like, well, no, not yet. Please like Stop I gotta meet him first. so enthusiastic yeah. about this. <laughs> and so that's the plan as we know it. However, there are rumors starting to circulate mm-hmm. because Connie told Mrs. What's-Her-Face. Help me. You said her name before. Oh, Bolton. Bolton, thank you. Like Troy Bolton, high school like, musical. Yes, that's all I kept thinking <laughs> of. Okay, well, now I will never forget. <laughs> so Connie tells Mrs. Bolton, because she's trying to set this up now. She's like, okay, I'm definitely pregnant. I'm going to have to come up with a cover story for this anyway. So she starts planting the seeds around, like, okay. Saying that his dick still works. Yeah, Clifford can still get me pregnant. Isn't that great? The doctor says, you know, it's miraculous and whatever. So... Mrs. Bolton, whether or not she twigs at this time to like, oh, there's an affair Mm -hmm. happening here that she's trying to cover up. She dutifully goes to the laundry house in town and with all the other women in there doing the laundry. And she's like, oh, actually, his dick does work. And they're like, what? That's wild. (laughs) (laughs) So we're starting to talk about this. And then so it gets back to Clifford that this is going on because one of his men, I don't even know who this guy is, but he just is like there. Lindley, Langley, something. <laughs> Lindley, his, his like mine manager or something. And he comes to him and he's like, listen, like there's a rumor going around. That your that- dick works. <laughs> <laughs> that your dick works. Can you confirm or deny? And I'll like, just. What does it matter to I'll you? tell people whatever they want because I think. I don't know. I guess everyone's getting antsy because he's the they want an heir. Leader. They need yeah, an heir. He's the lord of this township. And what's going to happen to the town, you know, if they don't produce an heir. So everyone's very invested in this baby situation. And so he's like, oh, well, yes, miracles do happen sometimes. And so that's why he's all excited when she comes in. She's like, I'm going to go get pregnant in Venice. And he's like, great. This is perfect. Everybody's on board. We love it. And she is going to go to Venice, but she has no intention of fucking anybody there. So she goes and hangs out with Oliver. And she's like, oh, by the way, I am pregnant. And it is your baby. And, you know, my husband's going to want to keep it and raise it as his own. Is that cool with you? (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, um, no. I felt so bad for him here. He was like, you were just like using me. You can't blame him for jumping to that conclusion at all. Because he basically just says... Like, oh, well, I guess, you know, you just needed me to produce the baby and now you're just going to fuck on off out of here. So they're mad at each other and it's like, yeah, it is messy. What I did love, though, was she spends a night with him before she goes to Venice and the sister's not about it, which I found very interesting because even she says she's like, if there was anyone I would think that would be on my side, it would be you. Yeah, but again, this like this issue of class comes into I know. it. It's it is kind of frustrating because I really liked Hilda at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, because she was she, like, oh, you had yeah. your German and all that, and it's like, yeah, okay, so you don't mind fucking around. Yeah, she seemed to be with it, and she stood up to Clifford, which was nice. So when her face falls, when Connie tells her who she's been banging, it's like, oh no, we thought you were gonna be with us on this, and now you're not, and that's just upsetting. She's really pretty harsh about it, honestly. Mm-hmm. It's not even that she's not supportive, she's just like straight up rude. Yeah, because then she she goes to bring Connie there the night before and she Connie brings her in to meet him yeah I don't and know why she, she did just that. yeah and she's just 
didn't make it any better. So that was very uncomfortable. No, but it also didn't really impact their relationship. No, because it, it was... Oliver was didn't let it get to of, him. Yeah. And Connie was just like, I'm sorry. I still love you. Like, it's this has no bearing on how I feel. Right. What I loved, though, to be honest, was when Hilda says, I don't know what you want me to say. And he goes, whatever you're thinking. <laughs> yeah, how about whatever's on your mind? And I'm like, oh, my God, thank you. Like, I loved that he was just kind of like, say whatever the fuck you got to say. Like, I don't expect you to be all fake around me. Just say what you got to say. And uh, yeah. so I liked that a lot. I wasn't a fan of the net of it all. Oh, Why did he yeah. fucking come in for two seconds just to start a rumor? Yeah, well, I think he went in to get money i think he was in there to steal some money because well right yeah i knew that after the case but it was just kind of like i think he was also just looking around to cause trouble like i don't think he had any idea that he was gonna find anything that significant but was just kind of like well i'm here i might as well have a nosy around and see what i can find but it annoyed me in the fact that he's fucking oliver's ex Mm -hmm. and it's somehow oliver's fault when she left oliver Right. <laughs> and that bothered me. Oh, you know, because yeah. since they're still married, technically, she's entitled to half his pension. Mm-hmm. And that's what he comes looking for. And it's like, okay, well, you shouldn't be coming looking for it. She should be coming to look for it, if that's the case. It sounds it sounds like a toxic relationship between the two of them anyway. So I don't know. Maybe she ha- Maybe she's still holding a candle for Oliver, and so he feels like he needs to kind of like, do the pissing contest kind of thing. Yeah, so the rumor gets around because Ned finds the almost fully charred nightgown. <laughs> yeah, silk nightshirt, and then the book. She had left and a the book, book there that had her name in the cover. Which, I mean, the book, if it was just the book, I would have been like... Yeah, not incriminating. start a fucking rumor about Actually, the Actually, none of this would hold up in a court of law because they could not prove that that silk nightgown belonged to her. Mm-mm. This is circumstantial evidence at best and very weak circumstantial evidence. But mm-hmm. people do like to talk. And, and honestly, that's really all it was because, you know, it just took Clifford hearing the rumor to basically fire him. So mm-hmm. I was getting really nervous at this point. <laughs> what did you think was going to happen? I don't know. But, you know, stories like this where it's like the really rich guy goes after the poor one. Yeah. And- something bad happens and somebody ends up dead. And I didn't want that to happen. Yeah, I did not expect this movie to have a happy ending, honestly. Me neither. I, I cried a little. I, I thought, thought it was going to end in absolute tragedy. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> was, like, I was I was kind of scared. I thought he was going to end up dead somehow. Like, exactly. Just, and then like, get hit by a bus. Yeah. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was nervous. Like, she, like at the end when she was going to find him, she was going to find a gravestone or something. <laughs> yes, I did not. Yeah, uh-uh. And that was weird. We'll get there. So basically, he leaves. They have one last, you know. Bone sesh. Bone sesh. Another, I guess, groundskeeper is like keeping tabs on him, like making sure he leaves. So he's like, you know, you got to leave. You got to leave. They kiss. She's really upset. 
you know, she does ask Clifford for a divorce. And he's mm-hmm. like, I'm not going to. I loved this. I loved her speech here because I'm like, that's totally true. You know, anytime I would want to, fa- you know, it's like I had to rip it out of you. Like it was just. Right. Like you cared for me like you cared for any of your possessions. I was just a possession. You didn't actually care about me. Mm-hmm. But he was like, you know, you say I never gave you anything. So I'm not giving you this divorce. And I was like, so, you know, she ends up leaving. And uh, I love how the dad was kind of her dad at that one point was like oh so you have a lover cool yeah everyone was real casual about it but I think again it was kind of contingent on that lover being somebody of you know merit yeah (laughs) he didn't know this person and so if he could just assume that it was somebody who could give her a better life then he was like yeah sure go for it yeah but yeah so then uh she goes and now she's in venice with her sister and her dad and she's you know time has lapsed a little bit and yeah she's, she's showing visibly pregnant prego, now yeah. but of course words getting around and um good and bad because again we said that mrs bolton tells the washwomen you know basically keep tabs keep tabs i you know she wants to and because she loves him and don't say anything bad about them this is a love story and all that so of course she's getting looks while she's in venice people are Mm -hmm. you know that uh what was it that uh, irish writer or something like barely doesn't even look at her like sees her and then like walks away and whatever (laughs) and then all of a sudden the sister comes and says he found you and he He sent a letter he sent the letter and (laughs) I love how the, this was where I love that the sister came around because she then hands the keys and says, I assume yeah. like, you're going to need my car. Yeah, again. as much of a dick as she was, that is a show of support, even mm-hmm. if it's like begrudging support. Yeah. It's like, OK, like I didn't withhold this letter from you. I'm not preventing right. you from you from are having his child. <laughs> right. Well, at that point, it probably is better for her to be with somebody than yeah. to be with nobody. Mm-hmm. So she does. She takes the car and he in his letter, he says he's in Scotland and that word got there, but it was all good things. Mm-hmm. And um, she did a lot of walking to get yeah. to that cottage because she left the car just like <laughs> in the middle of the Stranded road. in the highlands. <laughs> with the sheep crossing. <laughs> and then she gets to the house and she's looking around and we don't see him. We don't see him. And then he comes up behind her. Mm. And then there was this moment where it went black, but then came back again. And I'm yeah, like, I thought it was over when he grabbed her. Yeah. And then we got another like minute or so where he <laughs> yeah, I'm just kind of like, like hugging. <laughs> yeah. And it's his voiceover of the letter, you know, finishing the letter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's how it ends. And I was like, oh, my God, this is actually a happy ending. I, I like you said, I was very surprised that we got that. Yes, because he had found gainful employment on this Scottish farm. He was making like a nice but modest living, but he could definitely take care of her and everything and their little little baby on the way. So, yeah, that's a happy ending from yeah. a period piece, which I feel like doesn't never happen. happen. I mean, Pride and Prejudice, like all of like the Jane Austen stuff always yeah. ends well. But at the same time... <sighs> 
those relationships don't start from affairs. <laughs> you know, like they're right. very proper relationships. There's nothing they're, risque about it. There's yeah, nothing, they're pursued um, legitimately yeah. and like nobody gets involved in any kind of scandals. And so this, for, for people who cheated and lied and whatever to end up together and happy at the end of a book, that doesn't tend to happen, at least not in this time period. No. And um, like I said, I, I teared a little at the end, like happy tears. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, this is so nice. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm so alone. Do you, um, know, <laughs> do you know what we didn't talk about though? And mm. like we have to is the naked dancing in the rain scene. Mm. <laughs> because we got, we got nude, nude people, very naked people in this scene. Yeah, they were both completely head-to-toe naked. At one point, was it this scene where he's literally putting flowers in her bush? Oh. That- <laughs> he's making her bush a garden. And I was like, yeah. oh, bush gardens. What? <laughs> oh, um, oh, God. Bad pun. So sorry. Uh, I think that was part of the montage of when they were just like, oh, yeah. fucking. But just, no, just, this it's is- always a field or grass or something, though. <laughs> <laughs> this was when he was getting like really heavy about their baby and like bringing yeah. their baby into a world that's so terrible and then she's like let's not talk about that let's just go dance naked in the rain and so like that was just kind of like a weird moment but and i wasn't expecting him to strip down and then just be no. free willy his peepee was flying about it was all like over the place a peepee parade yep helicopter helicoptering everywhere. Well, that, that's why I say, like, <laughs> he seems to be a shower because that was, like, a pretty sizable peen. It was. For, for it being not erect. So yes. I think if it lucky does much more growing Connie. than that, like, <laughs> it's not going to fit. Lucky, lucky Connie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Very good looking man. Oh, I really <laughs> liked him, man. What else was he in? I don't know him from anything Nothing. Else. I looked him up and I was like, I don't know who this man is, but I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna. His real name would be Jack O'Connell. Yeah, I don't know any of these movies. Oh, Money Monster. He's in a movie with Reese Witherspoon. Oh, it's a short. Huh. Yeah, nothing. He needs to be in more. Maybe start he will. A petition. Maybe this will jumpstart his career. But, like, seeing other pictures of him, I'm like, no, just this movie. We just need you in your suspenders. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but you can see why, when this book was published in the early 1900s, why it was so controversial. Because mm-hmm. it definitely focused on the pursuit of female pleasure and also And affairs just, and just yeah, like the whole, complete everything wrong. Marriage. Yeah. And station and, you know, all that stuff that really mattered a lot back then, virtue yep. and whatnot. So I'm looking forward to reading it. I'm going to bring it on vacation with me. And I'm going to nice. it on vacay for my blog post. Awesome. I'm curious what the original movie was like. Yeah. Was it as intense? I mean, probably not. Like, did they not. show as much? Probably not. I wouldn't think so. Is anybody good in the original? 1981. No one I know. And then there was a TV movie in 2015. Ooh, Richard Madden was Oliver <gasps> in that one. I love Richard Madden. Yes. Okay, well, maybe we watch that now. <laughs> yeah, that's and not a... If it's a TV miniseries, imagine how much sex you can cram into that. What what channel was it on, though? Was it on, like, PBS? Let me see. Hold on. Oh, it was a BBC. <laughs> that, it was that would BBC. Be a... 
bummer. Oh, well, BBC is not that much better. But there was a TV miniseries, mini Lady Chatterley. Okay. Sean Bean was Mellors. Ooh. Oh, and Jolie Richardson, who played oh, Mrs. Uh, Bolton. Mrs. Bolton? Was Lady Chatterley in this. Oh my god, that must be why they did that. Huh. Man, Sean Bean's in a movie where his character doesn't die or is evil. <laughs> no, and the, the poster's hot. Like, he looks hot in the poster. <laughs> okay. Um, oh yeah, I mean, oh fuck yeah, Sean Bean. What the hell? Where you been hiding that? Right? Isn't that a nice poster? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Sweet Jesus. Okay, I'm gonna go watch this. <laughs> <laughs> you know what was pissing me off i couldn't i couldn't figure out who hilda was that like where i mm. knew hilda from and then i realized it was game of thrones oh uh, okay oh man but that was a great way to wrap up february yes yeah i feel good about that one it was a little long it definitely got uh, slow. yeah there was a point where i was like this doesn't need to be this long we could have cut yeah. a little middle ground yeah. out but but overall a very nice watch like good for valentine's day yeah this is a nice movie to watch with your with your significant other if your significant yeah. other will tolerate like sort of cheesy <laughs> romance movies. And I find it to be a little less cheesy because it is on the run to your side for a periodish piece. So it's yes. like it's not too corny because you got realistic boning going on. <laughs> Yes, realistic boning is a prerequisite for my period piece movies. <laughs> exactly. You're picking up what I'm putting down. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I am with you. But yeah, so that wraps up February. Can't believe it. I know. By now we should have some type of schedule out for you. <laughs> but the end of next month, we start Riverdale again. Ah! <laughs> so be on the lookout. Sweet Jesus. Are we doing... A good recap. question that a, a recap i was just thinking that as you were saying it i was like did we do one for season six and i think we, we did. did maybe we should i guess a lot happened a lot happened like none of it was good so <laughs> and probably won't be relevant to this season coming up who knows who, who knows honest, right who honestly yeah that's knows. true so yeah that'll be thrown in there somewhere yeah okay so our pod pick of the week this week is Dissect That Film. We have Angela, Daniel, Brett bringing you Not Suitable for Work podcast that... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think ours is either. <laughs> Very true. I mean, that's, you know... Especially films, not this episode. <laughs> yeah. Films are amazingly uh, crude humor here and there. But um, yeah, they dissect movie and TV plots. So they, you know, we have a lot in common there. So... Definitely yeah. check them out. We will have our post with all their info where you can find them and listen to them. And yeah, you know where to find us on Twitter, Instagram, website. Don't forget about cocktails and merch. Do you have anything to add? Uh, yeah, beware the Ides of March. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> there we go. That is a great warning for all. No holidays, just a warning. Just a warning. <laughs> but yeah, so until then... 